0: You are listening to episode 29 of the and Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall. Georgia Southern took the dogs to overtime on Saturday, which was not for the faint of heart if you're a Georgia fan. But Sony Michelle's 25-yard run, in which he went untouched into the end zone, allowed UGA to have a walk-off victory on senior night. Will, Tony, and I spend a little bit of time breaking down the game itself and also delve into our collective feelings on the program as Georgia prepares for their final regular season game against Georgia Tech. And certainly no listener wants to hear any excuses on the broadcast quality. But this particular show might be a little hard to understand at times as our Skype connection failed us on a couple occasions. Nevertheless, we forged ahead. So here's Will to kick us off.
1: All right, so Georgia wins 23-17. A no-sweat, no-problem, easy, relaxing week-before-Thanksgiving game as which we have all grown accustomed. This guy, I, I feel like Tony and I... Uh, I think of us as realists about the program, but I suspect a lot of people that listen to us think of us as apologists for the program. How did you feel, uh, this 23, 17 overtime win against, against Georgia Southern?
0: I'm I'm not feeling great about it. I mean, let's just put it this way. I remember when Georgia Southern went up 17, 14, uh, late in the game, my seven year old looks over at me and is like, dad, is Mark Rick going to get fired if we lose this game? And I was kind of like, huh? Well, um, It'd certainly be on the table, but I don't see how we're not able to just dominate with the type of athletes that we have versus the type of athletes Georgia Southern has. We're playing at home. It was an electric atmosphere to start, and then this team just has a knack for sucking the energy out of the fan base in the stadium during the game, and then we're just white knuckling it all the way home. So I'm glad we won. I hope we never schedule Georgia Southern again because I think they're only going to get better. But hey, a win is a win. Eight and three. I think it pretty much reflects in the standings. If you look at the recent standings that were uh, released by the Coaches Poll and AP, there's six 8 and 3 teams listed before you get to Georgia. We would be ranked maybe 31st. Uh and that says a lot right there to me. So no, we're not we're not great. We're not where we want to be and I'm not really that happy still.
1: <laughs> now, Tony, before we get in there, I my argument there because i i mean this i agree that it shouldn't uh they do have an energy to to kind of suck the life out of the same but i think that's I mean, I think it's frankly because of the offense and more specifically, frankly, because of the quarterback. And I think when you have a quarterback that can't make anything happen, you have to win these games on the edges, even if you're playing someone like Georgia Southern, I mean, who, again, by the way, is not Florida Atlantic. This is a 7-3 and three team. This team will be playing in a bowl. They may win the Sun Belt. Again, yes, Georgia theoretically should be able to be a team like that. You know, Florida Atlantic is, was a 2-7 and seven going into that game and, and, and very well could have won that. For me, when you play a game on the margins like this, If you don't have a quarterback and you have a couple turnovers, this is the type of game you get. To me, the one thing, if there's anything to be encouraged by, this is the best case scenario for a team like Georgia Southern, who again, will be playing in a bowl and may win their division, is to have a Georgia team with a bad quarterback and an injury-riddled offense and have them make a couple big mistakes. And still, Georgia, as obviously scary as it was, still Georgia won. Am I being too pie in the sky, Tony?
2: No, I think that's actually the right way of looking at it. You know, Scott and I talked this week that I think both of us settled on twenty four fourteen or thereabout. Our offensive philosophy is do as little harm as possible. We have issues quarterback, we have issues even at receiver. We had drops again and that's contributed that to the season. And then our offensive line got pushed around on the defensive front by George Southern, which is kinda of hard to get my head around a little bit. But, you know, I I think George Southern came in and played it. With the exception of the muff punt, probably just about as good a game as they could have hoped. Uh, as far as playing sound football goes, our defense played really well. It uh, frankly kept us in the game when our offense went through its patented. Kind of we don't really know what we're trying to do. Spell. So. And I think it's it's some players, it's fun scheme, and it's um, kind of our philosophy on offense. Which flesh Scott said, I think he's free. Is uh, it's a really hollow eight and three, and I think anybody would agree with that. Now, I don't think that means we should have, I mean, we should have the conversation about what you do with coaching staff, but I don't think it's just saying, we're just eight and three, and look at, you know, Florida Atlantic, we should beat Florida, and all this stuff. That's a hard conversation, and I don't think the two of them are tied together.
1: You guys are sometimes a little bit more tapped into the, um, angry Twitter Georgia community than I am, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, probably both makes me stupider in some of these conversations and happier in life. (laughs) So, but I would say that it's surprising to me to kind of comb through it in the day after a game like this, which certainly was scary and certainly was concerning. And there was a moment there where it looked like Georgia was in real danger of losing this game even before the overtime. It's still hard for me to understand, and I know I'm the new guy here. It is hard for me to understand why someone who has Georgia stuff in their home that watches all of these games, that cares about the history of all of this, could possibly think, I hope Georgia loses to Georgia Tech next week because I want Mark Rick gone. Even if you want Mark Rick gone, which I disagree with, and we can get into that uh, but uh, ad nauseum, but I, 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 I just don't understand it. To me, I hear that and I'm like, oh, so you just want to be unhappy. But you're not a
2: Georgia fan, that's why you're a fan of, titles. Uh and, you know, I've had people send me texts or tweets and, like, I'm going to become an Alabama fan. I'm going to become a Michigan fan. Well, I think that's the thing you ought to do, that. I really do, because we, I think you can have the conversation about whether or not Mark Rick should be our coach next season or, or who, what, whatever should be there. I, I cannot get my head around anybody rooting for George to lose. Just, just let him say it. I'm, I'm a fan of winning. Become a Yankees fan. Become a Patriots fan. Become a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Nope, that's will. Just do it. Just be done with it. You're not you're not a fan of the program. And it's got, you know, I know I know you were you were a student during the, lean, the leaner days, uh, in the same way that I was, you know, a new graduate of the leaner days. I never once thought of giving up my fandom just because we weren't wedding. Never once. And it's it's never even something that I would consider doing. And it's I well I agree with you. I think it's really just it's a me first selfish attitude that's just I can't get my head around.
0: I guess the way I would categorize it is I've got a lot of friends who, you know, fraternity brothers or counterparts in work and stuff like that, that would not vocally say, I hope we lose, but they're still going to grumble if we don't look the way we should or maybe have at times in the past. I can't really think of any friends of mine, close friends of mine. Who would say I hope we lose to Georgia Tech? No, we we want to win against Georgia Tech. It's just the continual frustration and seemingly mediocrity of a Gator Bowl berth, a Music City berth. Um, you know, you name it, and it just doesn't seem like we're getting that juice nationally. We, we here's the thing, and this is my humble opinion. I can I can understand it's really hard. To win the college football playoff, it's it's going to be hard going forward to get in that final four and eventually push through to win the game. I just want to be in the mix. I want to be right now where ESPN is debating whether or not Georgia's fifth or sixth in the college football rankings, not where we're ranked 31st and like the sixth, you know, eight and three team in the country. I think that's a lot where I think that's where a lot of the frustration stems from. We're just not even in the mix. We're just an afterthought and also ran this year.
1: But for for the record. Everybody wants that. <laughs> well, sure like everybody wants that and to me the thing that i don't understand about georgia like if again they may not win 10 games if they lose to georgia tech this week by all means open up the floodgates for anger toward rec. and i think there'll be a lot of justified frustration because georgia tech is horrible so i think there'll be a lot i think there'll be very a lot of understandable frustration on that but again this is a team that has a chance to win 10 games for the fifth time in the last seven years that is not mediocrity that is far above mediocrity as a matter of fact I understand. And listen, everybody wants to be a part of those games. Uh, one thing I hear a lot of is, listen, I would love to just bottom out a couple years if we could just have one year where we won the whole thing. But outside of Auburn, that's not actually how it works. What happens is you catch breaks. Listen, you, you, one thing that I hear a lot from Georgia fans that I, that's very confused by, they like really hate Mark Richt or they're really angry with Mark Richt. They think he's not the guy that do it. But they also tell me that Georgia is cursed. Somehow, and they just can 't catch this break here, and they should have caught this break there, but that 's how you catch like that 's how you have to get to the point where you can either catch a break or not catch a break in the first place and This mythical idea that you know someone's going to come in and and root out the the rot at the core of the program and build it up to the place to where it should be a no one has even given me a halfway normal name as to who that person could possibly be, and b there is and frankly an entitlement to it <laughs> there's this weird notion that georgia is somehow more entitled than other schools to win a championship everybody's trying to do this and frankly most of them are not having as much success as georgia is it is frustrating for me this year too to see georgia a team that i care about a team who, all of who, game i go to a team i talk to with you guys about twice a week it's very it's frustrating for me too i'd like to see them in that spot i see someone like freaking iowa in that spot I'm like, all right, Georgia's got a better program as Iowa, as Iowa. That is very frustrating that Georgia isn't there. On the other hand, Iowa hasn't won 10 games uh, five of the last seven years. Iowa is having everything fall exactly right for them this specific year. And next year they're going to win six or seven games and they're going to be worse. And, and, and Georgia will play. If Georgia has everything go wrong for them, they'll have to play Iowa in a bowl. So, for me, like, I know that I'm not saying Georgia and Iowa are equal programs, but I'm saying that, like, Georgia's base level is the base level you have to be at to ultimately win championships. And this assumption that this is the floor for Georgia, I have to say, I I don't understand it, and and am I am I being too dense? Uh, someone I saw someone Twitter said that I had too uh, small sample size on Rick t, uh, to 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 have this viewpoint. But I don't really. To me, actually, if you look at Rick's whole career, that's a that's a ton of ten win seasons. Actually, I, what am I missing? Something? Uh, here's the question: Am I inexperienced? Are fans too entitled, or is it a combination of both?
2: I mean, I don't want to answer for Shy because I have definite opinion about. I, I, what our mentality is, you know, look, if we are going to be the program that's going to turn two coaches until we find excitement. fine. Let's be there. I don't think we should be that program. But let's be that Let's just tell ourselves we're saying that that's program. Because if you would have, in 19 in 2000, if you had said, in 2015, Georgia's going to have two SEC championships, have played for two more, and also have won... Uh, 149 games, I think any of us in 2000 would have said, oh my God, give me that. Uh, and, and Scott, you may disagree with that, but that's just, that's just the way I feel about it. But I think part of the problem is that we're in a position now where the college football has changed. Misha actually changed. And Will, I don't mean defense to offend this, We media voiced this idea of, well, you're mediocre if you're not actually playing for SEC titles on a regular basis. And in reality... There's only one program that's playing for SEC titles on, on a quote-unquote regular basis are defined by their fan base, that's Alabama. But I'm not saying that we should or shouldn't make ourselves want to be Alabama, but the fact of the matter is that I think there's a place where you can have a debate about what kind of program you want and whether we want a program that believes in doing things the way we do them, or we just want a title, give us a ring, put us a crystal ball up at Busmere Hall, and leave us alone until you win us another one. If you don't win us one, hey, we're going to write you a Thank you. You go away. Before 9 and 10 game win seasons, it's just not enough for us to Georgia. I think there's some of our absolutely would say that's what they want.
0: Tony, if, if I was the on the recipient end of your rhetorical question of the 10 to 15 years, you know, base, the, the question that you said, you know, back in 2000, you know, say two. SEC championships and play for another two, I would have then, my next question would have been like, well, did we win a national championship in that time? Because uh, you would have gotten me really excited. And then when you said no, I would have been like, well, crap. Then we're just the Braves. You know, we hang a but bunch when, of banners. Uh, but 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 right. In 2000, the idea of playing for uh, a,
2: a national championship of uh, the SEC automatically playing for the national championship wasn't a real thing in 2000.
0: Right, and in 1989, the idea of going to the National League Championship Series or playing in World Series wasn't even a thought for the Braves. You know, and then we only get one. I mean, but, thank God we got one.
2: But which would you, would you rather be in the Kansas City Royals and win one National, one World Series, but have 29 years of futility, or would you rather be the Braves and be in the World Series several times in a row with a chance of winning? I think that's a real, I think that's the crux of the question.
1: Yeah, and it's worth, to... it's worth noting that I am starting to believe, reading, and, I, and I'm not saying this is wrong, but I'm starting to believe, like, I think, Tony, that everyone thinks that we're simps, to be honest. Like, in all seriousness, like, like I honestly believe that, like, Scott, you're being nicer to us than I think that you really want to be, because I think everybody's on your side. <laughs> I have to say, in in all honesty, I think everyone is on your side, and I think it's wrong, and I think it is... It's baffling to me. I I really don't like the Braves analogy because there's a lot of Georgia fans that aren't Braves fans, and it's just weird whenever I talk about. I, I've written about the Washington Nationals before, and I'll talk about how like, hey, listen, I know it's been frustrating the last few years, but like there are. I've this. I write these rankings every year for Sports on Earth, where I rank the most tortured fan bases of all the three major uh, baseball, uh, NFL, and the NBA. I rank the, fr- the fan bases by most tortured, and I always have Washington in the middle of the pack because they're only ten years old, and to me, that doesn't you know they they just haven't. It's been bad. The last couple of years have been rough, but it's, it's not reached the level of like a Pittsburgh or the Cubs or, or Cleveland. And I have watched his fans say, hey, but what about the football team? What about the Capitals? What about the Wizards? Those are really frustrating for us, too. But that has nothing to do with this. We're talking about Georgia football. And to me, you know, I, again, this is a fundamental thing. What I am yet to be convinced by. And again, maybe I'm just maybe I, maybe I'm not, I'm still new too new. I'm yet to be convinced that making a college football playoff or winning an SEC championship would really get people off everybody's back. Now, I, I, what happens is if you – like you don't want to turn into a Red Sox fan <laughs> where everything is tortured and tortured and tortured and then you actually win something and then you're mad that it doesn't happen all the time. Like I understand on a base, certain basic level, you want what you don't have. And you, and it's frustrating that you always want more. I, see this, even as a Cardinals fan, after they win all these World Series, I still get upset when they don't win another one. I get it. There's a certain self orientation of being a sports fan that I get, but it really comes down to your fundamental perception of what sports is. If you think sports is just this single minded, nothing else matters, tunnel vision to win a championship, otherwise everything is a failure. And what are everybody even doing? Yes, I can see how you would think that the Georgia Bulldogs are a ongoing disappointment. And I, I think and one and I think that's different than saying they should have done better. I think there are without questions that we think Georgia should have done better. I think last year oh, 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 I, think we, we, I think we may have lost Scott there. No, I'm here. Okay, did we lose Tony?
0: Yeah, he he was just over it. He was he he, <laughs> he he thought he thought you were lecturing him, and he just hung up.
1: <laughs> I was lecturing you.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I was, I was to respond in a minute, but I, I'm sorry that he jumped off. Yeah,
1: hey, let, let me let me put him back on. Let me, I'm sure All he right. just
0: went through. It's I guess
1: that sound means someone hung up. I thought that sound meant Skype uh, stepped up. Hello. You I was rolling, man. <laughs> I, can, I can I can tell. am I'm unquote."
0: dropped the call. Yeah, you hung up on him even though he was talking to me, kind of.
1: No, okay, so I'll wrap up with this, is I don't understand how... I get it. I know it's frustrating. To me, I look at I think there's a difference between dis- being disappointed that your team doesn't win championships and being perpetually unhappy about everything that's been going on. And at a certain level, last year was – to me, last year was more frustrating. I don't, it would seem more frustrating to me as a Georgia fan than this year. Like this year, you had clear things that went wrong. You had a better quarterback last year. You had, you had better running backs last year who were healthy most of the time. To me, a lot of the things that have gone wrong this year, to be honest, are out of the control of Mark Richt, or at least I, I honestly do believe that. But even if you don't, I, I still feel like there has to be a base level of, you know what? We're not that. There's a base level here that no matter what happens, we don't have to worry. Everything completely fell apart for you guys four year, years ago, and you still made a bowl. And that was as bad as it could possibly get. That To me, and that's that's unacceptable. I agree that like just winning six games in a bowl for Georgia should be unacceptable. But this idea that like nothing is acceptable except championships – I, I don't understand it, particularly from a team that hasn't won a championship in thirty in 35 years. And now I'll be quiet.
0: Well, I look at it from a global perspective in, of my life. I was really too young to enjoy the Herschel Walker days, and I'm kind of sad about that. But, uh, you know, Georgia wins the national championship in 80. I'm not petulant, the fact that we don't compete every year in, in every sport, but I kind of look at it, and this is just me, the older I've gotten and the, the fact that I have children and I have a career. I've got perspective. I get it. It's sports. You know, it's not going to rule my life. However, I just want a, a fun magic carpet ride to some something, and we might not get it. I'm not saying we have to go to the mountaintop. It's just, here we go again. We'll just go out into the wilderness until college football starts next season, and then we're going to be nervous, waiting for Georgia to disappoint us again.
2: Hey, hey Will, and Will and Scott, I think, I think the one thing I would say to that that I definitely agree with Scott on um, is that. You know, I think we all want that magical ride. Is the difference is that there are those of us that look at a ten-win season, any ten-win season, and think it's awesome, and there are those that look at ten-win season and because those three losses aren't the right, are to the right teams at the right point in time in the season. I guess the right way of putting it. That's a lot harder for some people to to get their head around. And I'm, you know, I'm disappointed in the way this season's turned out. Um, and I have a feeling that we're going to look back and see that there are a lot of things that were in the coaches' control, particularly as it relates to offensive play calling and quarterback development. Um, until lesser center offensive line play, that you can say it's directly on the coaches. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that if you want to have the debate about whether or not we're going to make coaching changes, I, I think it's hard to, it's harder for an outsider to force that away from the number of wins. Well, on the other hand, If we are going to make a change, we have to be willing to say we're the program that if you don't give us a title in three to five years, you're going to be fired. And that's just, if that's what we want to be, you know, I'm going to be a Georgia Bulldog fan regardless of who our coach is. Even if we were to get, heaven forbid, uh, Urban Meyer. And I notice people like, oh, why wouldn't you want Urban Meyer? What we saw yesterday at Ohio State, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the loss. I'm talking about the way the dark players have run their mouth mm-hmm. and what well, had this exact same thing happen in Florida. That's not who I want to represent my program. But if he's our coach, I'm going to stand behind him. And, and more importantly, I'm going to stand behind the program um, because man, I'm, I'm a bulldog. I'm not, you know, if if my team goes 0-12, my team's going 0-12. And that's just my team. Um, but, you know, I, I, I get try to understand your point. I get what you're saying. I, we all want to go to the mountaintop. Um but the part of the problem that I have and, and I'm not saying you're the only one that's on this is calling calling Kenneth through New is really not not fair it's not right. That's 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 places in Georgia where it doesn't belong. Um now to to go back to what I said originally, the way we looked up against Alabama is so disheartening. And then to look the way we did against uh Tennessee and Florida is really disheartening. And the fact that we were, you know, basically that happened over three weeks out of four, we've seen the same thing happen at LSU. LSU is staring at another nine, a nine in season two, but Les Miles literally is on the hot seat because they've lost three in a row. Well, I don't think it should matter what three, what three in a row you lose. If you lose the wrong ones, we lose to Tech next week. Then we can have the discussion with mm. Tech, the right. Well, it's terrible. They're a terrible football team. And they're far worse than George Sutton. And that's the other part about it. Is I don't care what, what name is on the on the helmets, or in George's other case, not on the helmets. Um, they're actually a fairly matched team with us. Um, and that, there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, their offense is better than our offense. Their defense is uh, is not as good as our defense. But, but you know, when you put those two things together, you end up with fairly evenly matched teams.
1: We should get more into this uh, conversation when we go this week. Uh, uh, but we'll get thanksg- one more pregame uh, Thanksgiving week. There's this is obviously a discussion that that uh, I I think uh, is everybody has uh, I, I mean, think we, a r- reasonable viewpoint. We view did point. win yesterday, right? Yes,
2: yes, they did. We did they win. Did. Okay, did. that's they what did. I remembered. I, I want to make sure.
1: All right, well, we'll get back at it this week. Uh, we'll get out, uh, but mostly they won. They're 8 and 3. Um, and uh, while I think I'm disappointed by that, it could have been a lot more disappointing. So uh, they won, you know, so go, dogs. Go, dogs. Go, dogs. <laughs> yeah, you gotta sneak that.
0: Thanks for listening. You can hear this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Georgia Sports Blog. Should Twitter be your thing and you'd like to reach out to our show? You can do so by tweeting at WSLS podcast. Tune us in later this week as you can celebrate Thanksgiving with Will, Tony, and me and get your fill of the turkey, which is Georgia Tech. (laughs) Had to do it. They're three and eight, and it's Tech. So until then, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, safe travels, and go dogs.